0: Welcome to Healthy Mom, Healthy Baby, a podcast brought to you by the Tennessee Initiative for Perinatal Quality Care. TIPQC exists to improve health outcomes for mothers and infants in Tennessee through our quality collaborative that will identify opportunities to optimize maternal and infant outcomes across our state and is funded under a grant contract with the state of Tennessee. The Healthy Mom, Healthy Baby podcast is designed for medical professionals and for patients and families across the state. We will focus on all aspects of the perinatal period with special attention to reducing our maternal mortality rate. This podcast is brought to you through a cooperative agreement with the Alliance in Maternal Health. i'm dr julia
1: wood a psychiatrist in knoxville tennessee and i am excited to be here today talking to Bertie meyer who is the certification and training director for postpartum support international or psi as it is often called and before we jump in i just want to introduce you Bertie, just a little bit more so Bertie is a registered nurse and has a master's degree in psychology and counseling She is the founder of the Perinatal Mood Disorder Program at the Indiana University Health System in Indianapolis. So thank you so much for being here. I want to start out by just reminding everybody who's listening that TIPQC is hosting a training on August 24th and 25th, that is the two-day training, with an additional training on August 26th for either psychotherapists or prescribing clinicians. That is an advanced psychotherapy training or an advanced psychopharmacology training. And just wanted to open up with a question for you, Bertie, about Postpartum Support International. If you could talk a little bit about Postpartum Support International, maybe a little bit about the history and how this training came about.
2: Sure. Postpartum Support International was founded in 1987 by Jane Honickman. And she's still involved with this, of course, but she said, I can't be the only person who had postpartum depression. And so she literally opened up PSI headquarters in her home with her own home phone and would answer the phone, Postpartum Support International. And she started talking to women who would call and she advertised. And then at some point, We really had our own URL. Remember when the URLs were like super long and you couldn't even remember what they were? I remember looking it up back then when I first started in the field and PSI just grew bigger and bigger. And the intent to start with was for support and giving women at the time that called in with postpartum depression a place to talk about what was happening with them and what they felt like and without shame. And Jane worked on basically the nine steps to wellness. She kind of figured out as people called in. And it's what you imagine it's, you know, education. Here's what's going on. Here's what you have. And then to talk about self care and how are we going to get you better? And so she would go over nutrition and sleep and asking for help. And you deserve time alone and just going through all those things education actually was then a next piece of it with we need to educate more professionals and so even as early as i know the first president of psi and donnawald and jane put together like a one-day training followed by a half day of social support and jane would pick up people from and i mean pick them up she would walked up to me the first time she met me in 2000 at a conference at a two day conference of PSI. And she said to me, you're from Indiana, we need a support coordinator from Indiana. She said, that'll be you. Like she didn't ask, would you It's just that'll be you. And that's what she did every time she met people from around the country, and even around the world. So we now have honestly, to this day started by Jane and continued to grow our support coordinators in every single state in the United States and in over 40 countries. So what that means is i am a support coordinator for indiana and have been since 2000 i keep track of where are the resources in indiana so that when someone's looking for help and they get a hold of me or any of the other support coordinators where do i find a therapist where do i find a support group and i would direct them to where to look to find that and get them help i also take time all the coordinators do to assure them the motto of PSI, and that is you are not alone. This affects one in five to seven women. You're not to blame. You didn't do something wrong. This doesn't mean you're weak. You happen to have a lot of risk factors. Sorry about that, but that's the way it is. And number three, with the proper treatment, you will be well. You will get better. There is hope. And so that's how it started. And to this day, we've grown and grown and grown. And what we are is we have support coordinators and we train professionals, and then we connect the people who ask for help to the professionals who have been trained. And, you know, I could keep talking, Dr. Wood, but I want to brag that PSI has at this point. We used to have four support groups virtually before the pandemic. We now have 28 support groups. It really ramped up a lot of anxiety, but also we have added support groups in specialty areas, Black Moms Connect, South Asian Moms Connect, Spanish, dad's groups, queer families, termination for medical reasons, grief and loss, early loss, pregnancy after a loss. Oh, gosh, you know, my mind just goes, we have so many now and specialized coordinators, even someone who, let's say for hyperemesis, gravidarum, we don't have a group for that, but we do have a specialized coordinator that someone could call. So we really are very well known and take on support and helping those find that they're not alone, but we also, a big arm of our organization is training other professionals that would be therapists and psychologists and doctors and advanced practice nurses, doulas, nurse midwives, on and on and on. Anybody wants to come to our training because we tell it like it really is. And that you probably don't know because probably postpartum depression is really something that you don't know a lot about if you haven't taken training.
1: Yes. Thank you. And you know, that reminds me of a, I listened to, you may have listened to this podcast too, because I heard about it on the PSI listserv, but a podcast about an OBGYN was talking about her own experience with postpartum depression. And despite working in the field, working with new parents, she wasn't able to recognize some of the symptoms of her own postpartum depression until she started listening more to information about what it is. And then realized, Oh, my own anxiety, my own intrusive worries. Right. Having, that's what this is. And I, yeah, it's not my fault. I'm not just doing this
2: wrong. Right. And, and that me. happens so often with people in many, many fields. But I always say just professionals who even, I have one time years ago in my hospital setting, I had a med student come to me and say, I'd like to sit with you and plan my pregnancy, she was pregnant. I would like to plan postpartum and pregnancy because I have so many risk factors. I want to watch for it. We went through the whole thing. I told her to get a hold of me, let me know how you're doing. And she got a hold of me at something like three months postpartum and said, I still didn't recognize it until my supervisor said, when I was back to work and during her internship, Is it possible you have postpartum depression? And she said Bertie, that's when i went oh that's exactly what Bertie told me to watch for and i still didn't realize it and i always say people don't wake up and say well i think i have postpartum depression they wake up and say something's not right i haven't been myself since the baby was born and so it's just not always recognized and even beyond that it's Who gets treatment is even a smaller amount of people, which is why we want to keep continuing these trainings. And you know, something else I just thought of one of our big, big, big resources, and we have a PSI directory. So I always use the example that if you get on Psychology Today and you're trying to find a therapist, they can list themselves on there and they can say, I specialize in postpartum depression or, I'm taking patients with, for postpartum depression. They may have never had one minute of training, but they can say that. On the PSI directory, and it is psidirectory.com, the people on there are only allowed to be on there if they have taken a minimum amount of training. It doesn't have to be PSIs, but it has to be a minimum amount, and we have the criteria for what counts as training. And so we have prescribers on there, we have therapists on there, we have doulas on there, we have coaches on there, we have support groups on there. You just get on psidirectory.com, go to your state and start looking around. And that's the people that are knowledgeable. Because if you know, you go to someone who's not knowledgeable, it can they can really mess them up, right? When they don't really yes. know what they're doing. Yes.
1: Yes, unfortunately. Yeah, I think we've all seen it. Could you talk a little bit about people who have taken the course, the two-day course? What kind of feedback have you received about it in terms of what people feel like they learn, what they get out of it, what was most helpful to them?
2: Right. You know, I got to tell you, overwhelmingly, every time we look at the evaluations after our two-day training, we get so frequently that I have to say it, this is the best training I've ever attended. I am so glad I came. I now realize that I had post depression and didn't recognize what it was. So glad I came, learned so much about perinatal mood disorders and people will tell us later they changed fields just based on what they learned and their own personal experience. I mean, if you figure one in five women, one in 10 men experience a perinatal mood disorder, our audience is comprised of those numbers also. And I always think of that when I'm teaching, but it is overwhelmingly, this is the best course I've ever taken. So that makes me proud. I always say 99% will say it was the best course they ever taken and that they're so glad they came that they did it just to get CEs had no idea that it was going to be that good and how Mm -hmm. much they learned because we go over the many faces of perinatal mood disorders with depression, anxiety, panic, OCD, intrusive thoughts, PTSD with childbirth, bipolar, and psychosis. We cover all those. We cover signs and symptoms, we cover risk factors, and we cover treatment options, the medical arm, the social arm of that, and then also the therapeutic arm of that. And we just go over some real basics. We cover two hours of psychopharmacology, and we cover the untreated effects. We cover screening. We cover a little bit on breastfeeding, a little bit on NICU, a little bit on loss, grief and loss. We cover social support, how to start your own social support network. So all of those subjects, many of them over the course of two days, It's just to whet your appetite, but you'll really get a full picture of what perinatal mood disorders really are. Yes.
1: You know, I want to tell you this. Brenda Barker asked me to put together a little couple paragraphs about the two day training, and I reached out to someone I have volunteered with in the past who took the training. She's a family nurse practitioner, and I was amazed at what she told me which was that not only did she gain confidence, so she, I should back up and tell you what she does. She works in a clinic here in Knoxville that does a lot of just well women's health. I believe they provide a lot of free care. A lot of their patients are uh, without insurance. They have a lot of people who are not English speakers and don't have great access to medical care. And they provide a lot of prenatal care and postpartum care and she said not only did she gain confidence in in working with women postpartum with mood disorders, but her, her organization developed a protocol for screening. They developed a protocol for referral for people who screen positive, and they started a new moms group and were able to incorporate education into that group about Postpartum mood and anxiety disorders, what to look out for, how to get help. And so it wasn't just that she was able to improve her own personal practice one on one. I mean, she really used the training to develop a whole program at her clinic and educate her peers. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh-huh. the training is really incredible. And then I think the other thing I have volunteered with the Tennessee chapter of PSI for the past few years. And one of the women on our board has talked about the importance of just really educating as many people as possible about postpartum mood and anxiety disorders. Right. Uh, you know, because as you say, you may, you don't wake up and say you have postpartum depression, you wake up and you don't feel yourself. And then you go and get your nails done, maybe if you're lucky, and you tell the nail tech how you feel bad, or you tell your hairdresser. And right. what a gift if those people also have had experience or know what's going on and are able to say, wait a minute, you need right. some help. Right. That's a really valuable training. Can you talk a little bit about CSI is hosting a two-day training. You talked a little bit about that. And then there's also this third day of training that people can opt for. Can you talk a little bit about who that is aimed at, the psychopharm training and the the advanced psychotherapy
2: training? Sure. So we developed two third-day advanced trainings. And like you said, one is psychopharmacology, and that's really for advanced practice nurses and physicians. That's really who the psychopharm is for. Now, many people have taken it. Nurses have taken it, aren't advanced practice nurses, and they don't prescribe. Doulas have taken it just to observe and know a little more about medications. I always tell them, now, when, if you're going to take this, this is for advanced. And the prescribers there are wanting an advanced training. So you can't ask questions like, now, what's an SSRI? We assume that you have some basics coming in or just be there to listen but anyone can take it the advance they discuss cases they bring up cases and then they discuss what would we do with this what medications would you start and it you learn a lot about different medications and ones that really you've been wanting to ask about if you're especially new in the field frontline prescribers, your OB care providers, but even psychiatrists who really have not worked much in this field really learn a lot more about the psychotropics that we use in with perinatal mood disorder Mm -hmm. clients. The advanced psychotherapy course is mostly aimed at those who do psychotherapy, our LCSWs. Well, lots of initials, right? Or the therapists who have all different initials for psychologists, but again, nurses can take it, doulas can take it. A lot of people will take it. Coaches, life coaches, and they'll say, "Oh, I learned a lot from it." It really digs deep into deeper into some of the subjects and a little deeper into psychotherapy. And we always say for all of our trainings, not the psychopharm, not. But the psychotherapy and the two day, we always say trigger warning. I mean, we are gonna talk about real things and when we get deeper into the psychotherapy, it's truly a trigger warning day. I always say, this is not a talk we're given to a church group. This is a talk we're given to therapists and psychopharm people, but you need to know that we're gonna discuss real cases, real subjects that are hard to listen to and may trigger feelings in people. Against the prescribers love to take the psychotherapy as a second training after they've taken the psychopharm. We just had three last week when we did our third day because they, they say, we use this too. We need to know the therapy part of it. And especially, you know, psychiatrists that are using it. But even the OB care providers, and we have pediatric care providers coming to the psychopharmacology. And doesn't that make sense? Because they're getting to see those parents at the well baby checks all the time. And the other reason we have them, in case you don't know, is that there is a certification in perinatal mental health. So once you've taken a basic training and then you take an advanced training, you can then apply to sit for an exam and you go to a Pearson VUE testing center near you. And when you pass this exam, you get to add PMH slash C after your name, meaning that you are certified in perinatal mental health. And we now have We just started the program in the middle of 2018, and we now have over 2,500 people certified in perinatal mental health. So we're pretty excited about that. And that really gives you clout to say, this is really a serious thing in this field. It's serious to know more about it than you did before you took training. Mm -hmm. Maybe you knew nothing about it, really. I'd love for you to talk a
1: little bit about parents in the NICU, their increased risk for postpartum mood disorders. Why it's especially important for doctors, nurses in that specialty to know more.
2: Yes, definitely. We teach a section on NICU and I always say when I'm teaching it, I worked in a hospital system, so I was called to NICU frequently to see new parents, either both or one of them that was very anxious. And I always say, assume both parents have some PTSD if their baby's in the NICU. Now, that's not from research. That's Birdie saying that. From all my experience, there's always the guilt from the birthing person that says, was it because I drank those two beers? I should have known, I didn't know that lower back pain was premature labor and I had just taken a class on the signs and symptoms and yet I still missed it. If I had caught that, my baby wouldn't have been born so early. One woman said, I let them talk me into being induced and I wanted to be induced and I thought I'm sick of being pregnant. Now my baby's in the NICU with respiratory problems. My baby's going to die because I was selfish. There's lots of that guilt talk when you meet the parents and with the partners and dads, same thing, lots of scary thoughts. They say things like, I feel like I'd leave here and leave my baby with strangers, that fear of going home, going to try to sleep. And what if, what if, what if, if baby's doing well, parents are doing well, if baby crashes parents crash. I mean, that just only makes sense, right? No one expected to go home without their baby. No one expected for their baby to have anomalies. No one expected their baby to be born early or any other complication that happened that their baby would end up in NICU. And boy, with COVID, it's been really awful because visiting has been restricted I've heard horrible restrictions of only one parent at a time, which I get, but oh my gosh, and only for the short amount of time. And so all they have is, yes, you can call us anytime and ask, but they're losing sleep. They're not eating well. They may have other children at home who's taking care of them. And that dilemma of, do I take time off now from work to be with my baby in the NICU? Or should I go back to work and make sure I have time off when baby gets home? We all have this picture of what our beautiful delivery and everything's going to look like. And this is a grief and loss over what was supposed to happen that didn't happen. And honestly, anxiety is so high. Yes. Which only makes sense, right? Any mm-hmm. of us. Would. I didn't have a baby in NICU, but I can't even imagine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I went to the Marseille Society Conference this year, which is the... Perinatal Psychiatry Organization, and they, one of the focuses was on dads and Mm -hmm. uh, the talks on NICU dads I just found so heart-wrenching, just how many new fathers don't necessarily feel like they have the experience to take care of a little baby, and then they have these just absolutely tiny, tiny babies that they're nervous to handle, afraid to handle, and a lot of anxiety. Yeah, lots. So I have one last question. I think we have time for, you know, one more question. And my last question is my favorite question that I, I ask all my patients this, is there anything else that is important for us to know about the training that we haven't talked about? Anything else you think that you'd like people to know?
2: Hmm. What else is important about the training? Honestly, you're going to learn so much. You're going to leave there all excited. And if you're wanting to build your practice, the way to do it is to take this training and learn about perinatal mood disorders, how to do counseling, further resources. You don't leave there and you're suddenly an expert in perinatal mood disorders. You're certainly not an expert in fertility challenge. You'll need to take more training if you wanna see patients for fertility challenges. You'll need to take more training if you want to see grief and loss, but you are going to find the resources. You're going to start with a really good base of education and learning all that you need to know. And you will be excited about going in this field as a PSI member. If you join PSI, one of the member benefits is to be in a consultation group for free twice a week. So you can discuss cases and therapies. And this is for therapists and counselors. Also, though, if you're new in the field, you also want to get your own supervision or your own consultant to work with you. But you'll just, you know, time. I learned everything I know from the women that I met over the years. So that's, you're going to be encouraged. You're going to be all excited to go work in this field. But you know, one other thing, Dr. Wood, that's really funny. I'll say you'll be fed well. We always have good breakfast, not just rolls and Danish and donuts. We have a good breakfast that you will get along with your training, and you will get a wonderful lunch, and you're on your own for dinner. But you will also have a two-day manual that will just be filled with 12 tabs, all the different subjects, and it's filled with information and resources and books that are relevant in the field and you'll walk away with your two-day manual, and you'll use that two-day manual to study for the certification exam. But that is what I would say is you'll just be amazed at how much you learn.
1: And this is a reminder to me, I mean, I know this, but this will be in person after all doing lots of virtual events. And when I attended the training, I attended a few years ago, and the family nurse practitioner I spoke about, she attended an in-person training. And I know both she and I found it was a great networking experience as well. Yes, There true. were you know people that I met for the first time at that training that I'm still in touch with and reach out to and share patients with. So that's a nice. real bonus of the in-person event.
2: Yes, we just started doing in-person. We have done virtual for over two years, which We'll still continue to do four virtuals a year because people from all over the country, all over the world, are coming to our virtuals and trainings. And it's just a chance for anyone, everyone to get training. But we just started in-person trainings again as of March. And we've already traveled to a few places. And it's really exciting to be back in person again. Mm -hmm. It's a big, big part of it. I'm glad you said that.
1: Yes. And so if people can't attend this training in person, it sounds like there are still virtual trainings that they could attend. And I'll just put in a plug here that PSI grants each state chapter a chunk of scholarships for the year. So our scholarships are not usually enough to fully sponsor people. But if someone can't do this tip QC training, uh, sponsored training and wants to do one later, you could get in touch with the Tennessee PSI group about partial scholarships. That our Gmail is tennessee.psi at gmail.com.
2: Yeah. I thought earlier I'd never said the PSI website, postpartum.net. Pretty simple, just postpartum.net. And then you can see, you'll find get help, professionals, different tabs to look in different areas.
1: Well, thank you so much for being here and to talk, you know, for talking to me about the training. And again, it's going to be August going to be the training will be august 24th and 25th for the two-day training with the additional advanced psychotherapy and advanced psychopharmacology training on august 26th in franklin tennessee and TIPQC has scholarships that people can sign up for i'm really excited about about the training
2: i am too come you'll be happy you came to it
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Healthy Mom, Healthy Baby presented by TIPQC. TIPQC is funded under a grant contract with the state of Tennessee. Healthy Mom, Healthy Baby is brought to you through a cooperative agreement with the Alliance in Maternal Health. Do you have ideas for a future guest or topic or even have a question you'd like answered on upcoming episodes? Visit www.tipqc.org and click on podcast to submit suggestions and questions to our podcast team.